Go figure that the music would not work right now. That's all right. This is Yaya Diamond with Dream Chasers Radio. I am your host. Let's see if we can get this music to work. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. And you're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as on Bomb Baby Radio in New York City. Put it down. Um, hold on a second. Let me see if I got this. I don't got this. We're just going to keep going, though. We're going to keep going. <laughs> so um, today's show is going to be great. Also, you're listening to us on the Caribbean Community Radio. Oh, you my islanders. What's going on with you? I love this. I love this. You know, this is a live show, and anything and everything can happen on this live show. We're just going to keep going. You know, that is the topic of our show today is taking the dream further. Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Well, I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Whatever. We're not even going to get into it. We're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going. And we have our first guest on the show today. I want to welcome to the show the author, pastor, senior pastor, uh, Danielle Scroggins. I hope, or Scroggins. How do you pronounce your last name? I am so bad. You said it You said it right, Scroggins. Scroggins. Oh, girl, I just <laughs> You did good. Oh my God! Please tell everybody about yourself. I am the pastor of New Vessels Ministries North in Shreveport, Louisiana. I am a mother, wife, sister, friend, whatever God needs me to be at that moment. And I am an author, Christian fiction and nonfiction books. Yay! (laughs) I think that's that's the exciting part of my life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Tell me how you got that. How did that happen for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I started (laughs) off in in school just, you know, I was the long three-page letter writer, you know. (laughs) And uh, my mother was an avid reader, and so whatever she bought, I read. And she was a Danielle mm. Seals fan, like crazy. She mom bought everything mm. Danielle Seals, and I think the first author, black author, that I mm. that mom began to buy her books was Terry McMillan. And um, she had some old favorites like Langston Hughes and um, Maya Angelou. So, you know, she had a collection, but, you know, I wanted to read secular, what I wanted to read, you know, what's going on, the stories. And so those were the groupings that she pulled out. So um, I got older and same thing, kept writing and never knew that I was going to be an author until I met my, my second husband. And mm-hmm. uh, I read to him a couple of poems, and he said, well, as long as you're writing, you don't ever have to work. So <laughs> I took him up on that, 
and we've been married 18 years, and I've been writing for 17 years. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a blessing. Wow, wow, it's and been wow. A blessing. Tell me about your book. And tell me what the process is. Everybody has something that they do. You know, it's so funny because most people will start a book, and then they'll just they'll start a book, and they think in one week they can finish. Now, I've known people to do that, but not too many. What what happens when you begin a book? Do you get engulfed in it? The first thing I do is I pray. I really do. You know, when I'm getting ready to move on to the next, because at, at one point I found myself, with all these ideas, and then I was all over the place, and I was starting mm-hmm. a lot of stuff but finishing nothing. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, I started to go to uh, listen to all these classes, and they were like, write timelines and do it this way. And I found that didn't work for me to to put everything mm-hmm. down on the timeline. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, okay, I'm going here, here, here. And God would say, no, you're going here, here, here. And so I decided that I just needed to just pray. And before Mm -hmm. I just started with any book, I began the prayer process. And uh, the Lord would just begin to, some of the the books come in dreams. Some of them uh, from something that I'm watching right in front of me. You know, something's going on somewhere in my church, in my friends' lives, somewhere. And uh, I just pick up on it. And the good thing is, is that, God is so faithful and just. When he gives you an assignment, he's going to always finish it. Oh, definitely. So I don't experience, yeah, I don't I don't have the, the writer's block. I just move as the Holy Spirit leads me and from, from the beginning to the end. And there have been books where I wanted to go on and on and on, and God said, no, stop. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm going to stop right here, you know. And uh, there have been books I've written that have told so much about my private life. And um, the Lord told me, you reveal so that others can be healed. So I realized that I didn't have any secrets if I really wanted people to be healed, you know? A lot of times we Mm -hmm. we want to get people healed, but we don't want to tell our secrets. And we want to tell them how to come through, but we don't want to let them know that's what we went through, you know? So uh, the good thing is is that truth always delivers. You know, the Bible says truth sets you free, and it really does. So when I began to share my truth, then people could gravitate to it, and they're like, okay, yeah, she knows. She's just not this pastor that's preaching. You can be saved, mm-hmm. or you can be healed from this, or you can be delivered. She's letting us know she was in the very pit that we need delivering from. Mm. Mm. So, okay. How long does it mm-hmm. take you to write the book, though? You know, that length of time is is a deceit is deceptive is deceptive, definitely deceptive. Mm-hmm. Again, most you know that I've had one person that took three years for them to write a book. I've had one person that took them three weeks. What is your process? It, it usually it normally takes me about six to seven months, and that's just getting all of my part done and trying to clean it up the best that I can before I send Mm -hmm. it off to the editors. So I believe like each book may, I I try to give it a timeline of at least a year, six months to a Mm -hmm. year from start to finish. And uh, I'm, 
I tried that to put me on a on a schedule for a schedule release thing. Uh, I, you know mm-hmm. that, uh, that famous you got a due date. You got to get this done by this date right here. And it didn't work for me. I found myself being stressed out. I couldn't hardly think. Everything was about oh, I got to get the date. I got to hit the date. I got to hit the date. I got to hit the date. Mm-hmm. And um, then you know I had to just calm myself down. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm on your time because mind you now. I, I write because God has given me an extra door besides mm-hmm. what he's called me to be, because he's called me to be a pastor, but he's given me an extra avenue to give the gospel. And so I had to come to, Danielle, you're on his timeline. So just just go with the flow. So, And I would tell anyone who's beginning a book or who's getting ready, who wants to write, if, if you're not um, disciplined, you'll never get it done. And what I mean by that is, is just like you go to work from 8 to 5, I write. I, I wake up. Sometimes I sleep. It depends on which schedule I'm on. If I'm almost in the mid-scheduling, uh, in the mid part of the book, I sleep through the day and I wake up at nighttime. So I wake up about 8 o'clock. I'll start writing at 8. I might go to bed about 4. Mm-hmm. And all of that time, I'm writing. I'm praying. I'm writing. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a book, and I'll stop right there, and I'll begin to pray. Because I'm like, I don't like where God is taking the book. And I'm like, okay, God, we got to change this. What are you doing? What are you trying to get me to say? Where? You know, and um, and I and I hear, I take that time to hear meditation. So, and then if I'm in the daytime and I'm in the early part of it, I start at eight o'clock and I sit there until eight eight to five. I'll get up every thirty every thirty minutes, forty minutes, go grab a cup of tea, hot cup of tea, uh, go grab something to snack on. But I'm dedicated to it because outside of pastoring, this is my second job. So. Mm-hmm. Although you look at it as a hobby, you, you can't really look at it as a hobby. You got to look at it as this is a job, and it requires dedication. It requires discipline. It requires um, timeliness, uh, being on time, learning how to uh, self motivate yourself to get up and write. So mm-hmm. with all of that, I, again, I say maybe a year tops, a little less than that for me for start to finish. And then once I'm finished and I've gone through and I've proofread and I've edited to the best of my ability, then I send mm-hmm. it to the most wonderful uh, editor or proofreader that I know, Miss Paulette Nunley from Five Star. And she is amazing, Five Star Proofing. She's amazing. and uh, But yeah. she pushes me and she makes me think, you know, a little a little further or she you know she mm-hmm. makes me go the next step the next level you know and it's, if i have something that she don't understand she'll send this back like what are you talking about you know so if she don't understand it that mean my reader is not going to understand it so right. it requires going back yeah and and once she gets finished i get it back and i do this reread all over again from beginning to end i do my mm-hmm. and I don't understand, you know, a lot of people write books, but they don't want to read their own material. And I can understand that because when I preach, I don't want to go back and listen to the messages because I can always find something that I was supposed to say that I didn't say, you know. But um, I'm learning. You have to read your own material because if you don't like it, nine times out of ten, no one else is going to like it. 
Right. Wow. Well, no, okay, so you are a writer. That's what you do. You don't have a nine-to-five. You have this is your nine-to-five. Well, well <laughs> pastoring is my nine-to-five, and this oh, is yeah. my every, yeah, my off-day situation. Well, I, Tuesdays, Sundays, and then Sundays. So, you know, the life of a pastor, and especially when you have uh, associates and assistants, and our church is packed with people who can – always jump in if I'm out. And uh, so <clears throat> uh, it's, it's uh, I'm not there, and I don't have to be there every day. But then there are days when I have counseling sessions, marriage counseling, or, you know, mm. family counseling, and, and I have to be there. And so then mm. writing always filter in around that. And then there are weeks where the people are like, pastors, oh, I have, I have an awesome congregation. And when I start a book and they know I'm writing, they're just as excited about getting the book as everyone else is. And so wow. they do me the honor. They don't call me. <laughs> they don't pop up at the house and be like, pastor is writing. We're, you know, pastor writing. And they'll call each other. Have you talked to pastor today? Has she just called you? Did she call you? Well, she's writing. She's writing. Well, I'm not going to mess with her. <laughs> so that's a blessing. You know, it's always a blessing oh, yeah. to have people who understand, yeah, that, that God is calling you to do something else other than the church. And uh, mm-hmm. they kind of help you, and they're instrumental. Yes. Oh wow! So oh, I wow. thank God for new vessels. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Now, okay. So then, now tell me about the book that we're talking about today, um, and 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 tell me um, how people can get in contact with you, and how can they purchase that book? Enduring love is um, about a young lady who's. Um, uh, she's over the age of 30, and I thought it pivotal to write about a lady that's over the age of 30 because she's coming to herself. She she has a, a wonderful business, owns a mortgage company, uh, has a husband, nice, wonderful home, and mm-hmm. he has a nice job, and everything seems to be perfect, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to go there because a lot of times when we get beyond the age of 30, and our marriage begin to fall apart and things begin to happen that we have no control of, we fall apart as women because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm too old to be by myself. I'm too old to do this and I'm too old to do this. And definitely in her case, she felt as though she was too old to be pregnant. So uh, <clears throat> she finds out that her husband has an indiscretion. And just as she makes plans, because just like um, – the average woman who really is a boss lady, she always makes plans. She makes plans on how she feels like things are supposed to go, when this is supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and when something doesn't happen on her timeline, she'll say, well, maybe that's not what God wants me to have. I'm, I'm, I don't need that. I'm good. And she was good mm-hmm. without being a mother. She was good, you know, not having a child. She was good. And and then um, when she gets ready to make a plan, and, and her plan did not include God's plan, because, you know, many mm-hmm. are the plans of man. You know, we, we always can say what we want and go for what we want, but do we ever consult God and say, God, is this what you want for me? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it is the Lord's plan that prevails. 
And so mm-hmm. she makes a plan, and God says, no, that's not what you're getting ready to do. You're not getting ready to leave your husband. You're not getting ready to put this marriage aside. You're not going to walk away because now you're pregnant. You have a baby. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, it took me to get here. And so then, then she was conflicted. You know, what do I do? Do I have an abortion? Do I keep the baby? What do I do? And then she goes through this where she's upset, you know, that, that, he did not pull out, you know, that, that he was a participant in her getting pregnant. And, you mm. know, I had I had a lady to write me, and she said, I don't think a pastor should be writing about a man pulling out, and I think that this is, mm-hmm. that was vulgar and vile. It's a Christian book, but at the end of the day, God created us. And, and, and he tells us in the Bible, you know, you have stories in the Bible about the man who, you know, spilled on the ground and God was pleased. So, you know, we, we have to be so cautious of how we, how we try to tell others what they need to do when it pertains to God's word. And every book that I write, I try to stay within the guidelines of the word of God because what mm-hmm. I don't want to happen is I don't want you to get my book and you're a single woman, and you're trying to live holy, and when you get to reading my book, chapter 2, 3, 4, you're so hot that you're trying to go and find a, a man, you know, just to spend some time with to take care of a right-now need. And, um, and then at the end of the need, and once the need is met, then now you're dealing with the soul situation that was not worth the right-now need satis- satis- uh, satisfaction or gratification. It wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, you're stuck. And I didn't want to write books that would put women in a place where they're stuck trying to choose, do I sin, right. do I not, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I try to stay between the guidelines, but I realize I can't please everyone, and I don't write for everyone. I write for the reader who understands that they want to go to church a little bit, they want to hear a little preaching, because that's who I am first, and it's in every one of my books, you know, you have to know that that's what you want. And if that's what you mm-hmm. want, then that's what I give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've heard that? That's not becoming of a believer to be singing that. You shouldn't be singing with the temptations. That's not becoming of a believer. I'm like, you kidding me, but you can go home and listen to it. That's right. That's right. And, I, and girl, we, we so judgmental. I know. I know it's so bad. I have stopped. I seriously have stopped judging people because I understand that I am not perfect, and I'm I'm pointing the finger at me first. It's, it's this Amen. finger is always going to be pointing at me first. I I am nobody to judge anybody. The Most High is going to judge everybody. I have to worry about myself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And and I I've gotten to the point to where. You know, it, it's not what I says; it's what God says. So what mm-hmm. I say, what I feel about what you're doing, what I feel about what you're living, how you're living, it doesn't even matter what I feel. You know, it doesn't exactly. matter how anyone feel about what I do, what how I live. It, it does, it's not mm-hmm. anyone's business. And, and the only thing that matters is can I parallel what I'm doing with the Word of God? And when I can, right. then I have to spend some time in prayer because now I need God to fix my heart. You know, for the last past, maybe about the last six months, I've been praying for three things specifically from the Lord. I've been praying for everything in my past that, that I hid or everything that I, I didn't want to reveal that the Lord would just give me strength to just talk, 
to just tell my family, even the things that I, I was ashamed of, I felt guilt, I still felt guilt behind because I really wanted to be free. And so I began mm-hmm. to just say that. And then I was praying that the Lord would give me a deeper anointing, not so that I can lay hands on people and they fall out. I'm, I wanted from God to be able to hear his spirit and then to obey. I don't want to second guess him. I don't want to question it. As soon as I hear God, I want to just move in obedience. And the third thing was for God to make me a better woman. Now, Mm. I can tell you all day long, I'm trying to be the best woman. I'm trying to be the best sister, African-American sister that I could possibly be. But I still know Mm -hmm. that there's always room for improvement. In every mm-hmm. one of us, we, we, we never arrive. And every day we learn more, we grow more. And so I'm asking God these three, three, these three things in hope that, and, and it's, the, it's the mirror pointed at me, in hopes that when I look at myself in the mirror, I can see someone that I can say, I'm happy to be. And then I can also anticipate God saying, that good and faithful servant, well done. You know, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. no one can judge that for us. No one can judge it for us. God is the only one who can do it. And, and we're going to go through the process along the way. I wrote a book. It's entitled Process for Purpose. And all the things that we call problems, all the things that we've been going through, that we've been living with, that we say, I'm always faced with this problem. Once I get through with this problem, here come another problem. I get this fixed, here come another problem. Well, if you stop to take the time to look at them, they're really not problems at all. They're simply processes. And they're processes mm-hmm. to get you to something or to get you through something. And if you begin to look at it as such, instead of looking at everything as, Look at this problem. God, why are you putting me through this? God, why are you letting me go through? Why is Satan putting me through this? No, stop looking at it like that and saying, God, what is it that you want me to learn through this process? What mm-hmm. are you processing me for? Are you processing me so that my faith could be more stronger, so that my faith could be more de- Are you processing me that I can learn how to forgive? Is this a process so I can learn how, how unconditional love feels? Is this a process where I can see that love covers a multitude of sins? Is this where you're trying to take me to? And then when we discover, when we really look back and we discover all the things that we ever went through that were problems if we discover the growth that came from that situation, we'll never call these things problems again because I know there are some things that I've gone through I wouldn't have wished on my worst enemy, but I know it was because of those things that I learned how to turn my face down. I've learned how to turn my plate down. I've learned how mm-hmm. to pray. I've learned how to read my word, you know. I've learned how to be mm-hmm. a better sister, how to be a better friend, how to be a better wife and a better mother. Through those things. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I t- uh, you know what? And it helps us to take not only our lives further along, but it helps us to realize that our dreams can go further as well. By checking ourselves, making sure that we are in check. I don't have time for everybody else. I really don't. It's a, I understand exactly what you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. Yes, yes, because, you know, if we get our hearts right, you know, if my heart is right and if my heart is in the place where God wants it to be, he can't do anything but 
elevate me. You know, you're you're the dream chaser, you know. And when you said that, I'm like, oh, God, you know, because there's so much more I want from God, you know. There's so much mm-hmm. more that I, I anticipate God doing for me. There's so many places that I want my ministry to go, and I, I want my I want my life, you know, to be an example of. And so right. it starts with making sure that my heart is right, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that I've come to a place where I'm not holding things and my heart is not deceitful and, and sick, you know, and that my heart is free. The innermost part of me, the parts of me where where my soul resides, understands and has hid in the word of God, you know, has mm-hmm. has begun to recite the word because if you recite the word, you start to, to, to speak the word of God. That's the word that's going to come to pass in your life because you have power of life and death in your tongue. So whatever you speak, is that's what's going to happen. So, you know, I, I've learned a long time ago to start speaking. God, my dreams and visions reside with you. Wherever you want me to go, God, I'm ready. You know, teach mm-hmm. me, show me. And, and, you know, teach me. I'm like, David, you know, I, I want to know, God. I want to know. I know that you know my heart. You know, but I want to know your heart so that I can become in alignment to that that you want me to do. And it starts by getting in the word of God. You know, that's how we learn the heart of God when we get in the word of God. Everything we want to know about him is in his word. But we have to Mm -hmm. be willing to take the time out to dig for it, to meditate on it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, wow. Well, you know what? I wish we could be here and just continue to talk. I'm telling you, you have so much knowledge. Where can people reach you? Online, they can they can get me online at um, www.daniellescroggins.com, and that's D-A-N-Y-E-L-L-E-S-C-R-O-G-G-I-N-S, daniellescroggins.com. They can get me on Facebook. I'm at Arthur Danielle Scroggins or either Danielle Scroggins on Twitter and Instagram at Pastor Danielle. I'm very reachable. I'm I'm not one of those pastors that's hiding. I am where you can find me. If you go, if you text me, if you message me, I am going to contact you back. Um, I have I have time. I take time for the people because you never know what someone is going through and when they just need an extra ear. So all of those places, any or all of those places, I'm on Amazon. All of my books are at Amazon. You can either order them from my website or you can order them through Amazon. It's up to you. I just want you to, to get them with an open mind, knowing that, uh, there, the the purpose is not just entertainment, but the purpose is healing as well. Healing, deliverance, teaching you how to love, how to forgive, how to trust, all of those things that, that we need in order to be a whole person. Right. And that's, that's, ne- that's necessary. Because, I mean, life yes. happens. Life yes. happens. And they just stop. And life just doesn't stop because you think it's inappropriate, you know. Inappropriate, yeah. you're not here because your parents were appropriate. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. You know? Amen. 
Yeah, yeah, I tell so many people. Huh? Yes, I tell I tell so many people that homeless people, sometimes those people, they don't have to be homeless, but a lot of them have just checked out. They've decided mm-hmm. it's easier to be here because I'm worry-free when I'm here. Well, we've got to try right. to find the solution to having a home and still being worry-free. You see, you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? we got to find the solution for having the bills and the family and, and somewhere to lay our heads and somewhere to go to work every day and still have the joy or, or, or be worry-free or stress-free. We've got to find it. We've got to find where mm-hmm. it exists because if not, you're going through life and you're going through it as if you're in a bubble. And when it happens, it will tear you down. It will break you oh, apart. Yeah. I, I often tell my, I tell my members, man, Satan don't care anything about you. He came hmm. to kill, steal, and destroy. And, and you best believe it's talking about your soul, your integrity, your witness, you know, your joy, your peace. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy you, period, you know. And any way he can do mm-hmm. that, he's going to do that. But you have to know that you you got to put your trust in the Lord and know that nothing just happens. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, those who are called according to God's purpose. And that's each and every one of us. Because whether you think it or not, whether you believe it or not, you might not be a pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophetess. You know, you might not be an apostle, any of the fivefold gifts of ministry. You might not be that. But one thing for sure that you are as a Christian, you are a helper and a disciple, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. All the days of your life, you're going to be a disciple. All the days of your life, you're going to be a helper. You know, and so with that, you have a job to do. You have something to do. You have something that's higher than you to obtain to, to look for, to chase. If you're just chasing mm-hmm. the dream of how to be how to be a good servant, a good helper, you know, uh, you got something to look forward to. So just do it. Mm. Yes, definitely, definitely. Wow, wow. Well, we gonna have to have you back on the show. <laughs> Praise God. Got- it, look, yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, thank you so no very much. I have enjoyed enjoyed being here. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Oh wow! <laughs> you just tune in. You got to back and listen to this woman of inspiration here on Dream Chasers Radio. Miss Danielle Scoggins has been here, and what a revelation! If you don't know, if you don't know how to spell her name, it's DanielleScoggins.com. Just go ahead and look in our notes. And right below uh, this audio will be all the notes you need and the website will be attached that you can go ahead and go to her website and look at everything. And if you need inspiration, hey, I mean, come on, what can I say? If you haven't been inspired, like I have just been inspired, then I don't, I don't understand. Okay, so you just go ahead. Danielle, Miss Pastor, thank you so yeah. much for being on Oh, thank you. Thank you, Yaya, for having me. And I pray choice blessings on you and your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Wow. All right, you have a good evening, and uh, I'm hoping to see you back again soon. Okay, anytime, anytime. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to listen in tonight. I know you got yes. you going a little higher, and I'm gonna go a little higher with you. <laughs> All right then. All right. Have a wonderful night. All right. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.
That was that was pastor and author Danielle Soggins on our show tonight. What a wonderful inspiration she is. I want to thank her for calling in. We do have a wonderful, wonderful uh, previously taped uh, interview with uh, a wonderful artist called God's Child. It just, just lines up. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and play that interview right now here on June Chasers Radio. Here it is, God's Child. Man, 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 I tell you, I am having a wonderful time tonight on tonight's show. Um, gosh, what wonderful guests we have here. Nothing but inspiration, nothing but people that go get what they want, what they need in their lives, their goals. I mean, wow, wow. And the next guest is nothing short of the same or maybe even more than that. And I want to welcome to the show God's Child. Please tell everybody what you do. Hi, hi. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, I'm God's Child, and I am a singer, songwriter, musician, and artist from New York City. Awesome. So so how did you get started? How did I get started? I would just say that um, the gift is something that I believe God gives, and the music has just always been there. Mm. So I've been... Um, learning music and instruments and had a love for music since I was a young child. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I make music, well, I call it God's song, inspirational soul. Um, I play the piano. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's what I do right now. I'm all over New York City, so I play on the live music circuit here. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm getting ready to release a single okay. actually called How I Got Over. Oh, sweet. Wow, wow, wow. So tell me about the song, How you, how, how I Got Over. Tell me, what is, I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but what did you get over? <laughs> what did I get over? Good question. <laughs> um, actually, I can't take the credit for the writing of the song. I, what it is, is it's a Negro spiritual. Okay. So I had started working on a project that I was calling God's Love from the Souls of Negroes. And what it is, is a collection of Negro spirituals. Mm. that I've recorded. And what I've done is I've kept the integrity of the original lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then I did um, all original musical composition for them. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, so you're a vocalist, you're a writer, you're, you do multi, I mean, multi-instrumentalist, you're a music producer, a teacher. Goodness gracious, where do you find the time to do all of that? Or is that an accumulative of what you've gone through thus far since you've been in the music industry? I would say the time, where did I find the time? Balance and a whole lot of grace. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. So okay. I kind of... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, man, I tell you, that's a lot. That's a lot. So go ahead. Um, so let me see. With the, I recently shot a music video for How I Got Over. Mm-hmm. And that will be released, Lord willing, by the end of the month. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Now, so, you, now you say that your greatest titles are wife, mother, and chaplain. Tell me about that. Wow. Um, yes, I'm a wife. God bless me with a beautiful husband. All the ladies out there, be encouraged. There are good, God-fearing, beautiful men out there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. speak to a lot of sisters, and they're like, oh, no, they're all gone. But I'm like, no, they're there. Um, mm-hmm. And I have three beautiful children. 
I'm also a homeschooling mom. Ooh. So I'll throw nice. that up in the mix too. Yeah. Is- wow. <laughs> I say we live a life of learning. You know, I try to use every experience. Wow. You know, because in life, when you think about it, every day is a learning experience. Right. As a mother, as a human being, as an artist, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Harlem is your home and the streets are your church. You go out into the streets and talk to the people. I mean, how does that work for not only yourself, your, uh, your moralistic values, but also for your music? Wow. Um, I do a lot of outreach as a chaplain. I work with single moms. I work with um, guys in the street life, trying to encourage them out of the street life or showing them a different way. I've done a lot of work with seniors. And then with the music, um, I've also played in the streets. I used to play all through the subways in New York City. Um, I'd also hold like outreach events where I would do concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, with the songs and just invite people to come and just try to encourage people through mm-hmm. the songs. So I like to say like the way I see music is really having a conversation with somebody's soul. Mm-hmm. And today wow. when you look at the news, you look at the headlines, there's oh. so much going on, so much yeah. that people are going through, mm-hmm. you know, so if I can encourage somebody and remind them that there's hope that God created them with a plan and a purpose. Mm-hmm that I feel that I've done something to fulfill my call. I hear you. And let me ask you, why, why gospel? Why, why not any other kind of music? Why gospel? Um, and it's interesting because I'm not, I wouldn't say, especially with the, what I'm working on now, this next collection, some would hear it and think, well, it doesn't sound like traditional gospel. Mm. But it's like when you look at the way that Jesus spoke with people. He spoke in parables, right? Mm-hmm. And even as people of faith, there's so many different ways that, that we can minister or that we can be a light. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is through the written word of God, be it written or sung. And then other times it's just a matter of just sharing our experiences with people, sharing our faith in a way that people can relate to in every everyday life. Mm-hmm. So um, the songs that I sing, there's different they come, I guess I would say differently. Some songs are directly conversational from me to the Lord. Others are to other people about him and others are just about faith and life. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. So it's, it's basically your daily walk and, and just reflecting on how, how the blessings are coming. You know, I have to say that a lot of people would say, you know, you have that voice. Are you ever going to, sing a regular song sing a regular song well what is a regular song exactly <laughs> you know I, I guess I, that's the question yeah and I have to I have to ask that question because I get that question a lot hey you got a great voice you know when are you going to sing a regular song what is a regular song for you you know, it's, it's, it's interesting even thinking about that, because like I said, when people hear my music, depending on which song it is that they're hearing, they always say, okay, well, you could tell that you're a spiritual person. Um, it's uplifting music. Some of the songs um, do or do not have the name of the Lord in it. It's kind of like the book of Esther. When you look at the book of Esther, that's the one book in the Bible that when you read it, God's name was never mentioned once in the book. Mm-hmm. but the whole book 
bring some glory. So, and be it that I do go into different environments, I always just ask God, show me which one to share today, which one will bless somebody that's there today. You know, so stylistically, some of the music um, may sound jazzy. Some people may hear certain numbers I do and they say, oh, well, it sounds like funk. Others may hear it and say, oh, what well, sound and it's got a poppy feel. Somebody told me, oh, your music is like Neil Soul with a teaspoon of jazz. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> uh-huh. I like that too. A teaspoon of jazz. Mm. <laughs> so musically, the sound of the music can change, mm-hmm. you know, but again, with the message, I always pray that it's one that points the heart upwards and inspires whoever hears it. Right, right. Wow. And, you know, again, it is something, when it, when it comes to music, it's so universal. What have you found to be, like, the best aspect that you've gotten out of your own music for your own life? Mm, you hear me? That was a deep question. <laughs> I like that question. <laughs> It's funny because it's like, even with radio, like for a long time, I did not listen because I'm always making music. And one of the things that I think uh, when I look over my life, that music has been a blessing to me. It's been a solace. It's been an encouragement. It's been, um, it's almost kind of like air. Like it's always there. It's always a part of me and I have to be a part of it in some way, shape or form. Mm Mm-hmm. And I found, too, one of the things, like, when I think about music, sometimes you'd be surprised who you could touch through the power of song. Right. Sometimes it's not even the people that you would think. Hmm. Wow. You know? So it's, like, limitless who who a song can reach. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. And that is true. That is true. So, okay, so you have a song. I have the uh, the track. I'm going to be playing it after the interview, How I Got Over. But... When you when you think of other people and you think, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to set up so that I can be what to other people with your music. What are you doing and how are you trying to reach other people in the aspect of uh, turning their life around or inspiring them or bringing them closer to the most high? I think really like right now, just building awareness, because one of the things people often say to me when they hear me is, you have to let people know that you're here. You Mm -hmm. have to let them know that you're here on a larger scale. Um, So I have a, so that's one of the things that I'm working on. And um, also I recently put together a band because for the, it's funny because for the longest time, piano and a microphone. And it was something because I actually had someone tell me one time in the music business, they said, oh, well, you can't just do a piano and a microphone. You have to have a band. And then about a year after they made that comment, Prince did piano and a microphone, Hmm. which I saw some parts of, which was absolutely beautiful. Hmm. Um, But yes, so I kind of worked backwards. I did piano and a microphone for the longest. So now um, I've just put together a band Mm -hmm. and um, that's coming along really well. It's piano. I play uh, lead on piano and I have a bass player and a drummer okay that's nice so, that's nice thank you so we're going to be starting out um in New York City and then branching out right what's the difference here. what's the difference between you and the piano or whatever and now the band what's what's the difference 
The difference I would say is I think with just you and the piano that um, let's say it's more intimate, but it's a different experience because it's just really you, the piano, the microphone, and connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. So even if you um, spontaneously something in the song comes to you, you can just kind of veer off. Or if you want to change how you're doing the arrangement, that could happen. Whereas when you're dealing with a band, you have other players to consider. Right. And they, you have to be giving them the signal so that they could stay with you and know where you're going in the song. Mm. Even though both that I'm working with, they're great musicians and um, we play together very well. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because I remember uh, recently I was reading an article and it was an interview with Prince and it was a friend of his and they were saying that part of the reason why he always kept a band was because he had somewhat of a fear of being on stage by himself, mm. which I thought was so interesting. Yeah. Um, right. Cause you would think like this performer that plays all these instruments, all these incredible gifts yet like the rest of us, he was human and had, you know, moments of, I don't know if you would call that, uh, not to say frailty, but just being human, those moments yeah. of just being human. I remember him running off the stage a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow. Well, okay, so your song we're going to play in a couple of minutes, but I want to thank you for calling in. I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there any word of inspirement, encouragement, or motivation for those people who are listening to you today who, you know, want to be like you? And where can they reach you? I would say the word. But today that I've had is just dream big and to never stop dreaming, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Sometimes as time passes, we can give up on the dream. We can forget about the dream. But it's like I truly believe that God puts dreams in the hearts of people for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and no matter what, just always keep reaching and to be encouraged and to keep working. And in time, little by little, good things will grow. Mm. So that's my right. thing. Keep going forward. Keep looking upward and really be encouraged and never right. stop dreaming. Right. And you can catch me at officialgodschild.com. That's my website. So everything else that I do is normally I send it through out of there. Okay. But I'm also on Instagram, officialgodschild. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's connected to the website as well, right? Yes. Okay, yes, great. it is. Great, great. All right, so we're getting ready to play that song. And I, I thank you again so much for being on the show. Being such an inspiration, do it all the things you do and homeschooling. Girl, what? <laughs> I, I know how that is. Thank I you. I did homeschooling. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I know how that is. I know how that is. Well, thank you again so much. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this wonderful interview with God's Child. Here it is, How I Got Over.
are going after their goals and going after their dreams. And, and not only that, it's just it's inspiration because we all need to start somewhere. We all need to start somewhere. We're going to take a short break. We have our sponsorship today. Yes, so this show is sponsored by Access Your Money. Access Your Money. And we're going to go ahead and we'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. suffered a recent foreclosure or defaulted on your property taxes? If so, you may be entitled to the unclaimed money from the auction sale of your home or business. Many individuals are not aware of this money, but at the Access Center, which is currently working the entire Mid-South, they help previous home and business owners recover their money from default sales. Millions of dollars go unclaimed every year, simply because home and business owners are not made aware of the process. Contact the Access Center today at 901 to recover your money. Once again, if you have defaulted on your property taxes and have missed the redemption period, give the Access Center a call at 901-602-8150. If you have had a recent foreclosure, call them 901-602-8150. They do have agents in other states, so they may be able to help you even if you're not located in the Mid-South. The Access Center is also looking for future entrepreneurs in every state where they can collect on behalf of property and business owners, visit their site, theaccesscenter.net, for more information. Theaccesscenter.net. Yep, that's right. We're moving forward. We're moving up. And uh, this show is being sponsored by the Access Center today. And thank you guys so much for being a sponsor on the show, Taking the Dream Further. Man, I tell you what. It is not easy to go after your goals. It's not easy to go after your dreams. I know I'm back in school again, and I'm going and getting my certification for life coaching because, I mean, tell me, isn't that what I'm already doing? I'm already doing it. So if you need a life coach, hit me up at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com, dreamchasersradio at gmail.com, and we will make sure to let you know when we are open for business. That's right. I've been doing it for 10 years. I might as well get certified for it, right? <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing. We got a wonderful show coming up for you in a few minutes. I'm going to take a short break, and that way I can kind of edit my um, my board here so that you guys will be able to tune in and get everything you need. And also comment. Leave your comments. Join us on Facebook, Dream Chasers Radio. We're also on Instagram, and we are also on Twitter. So join us, follow us, comment. Um, You can also sign up for our newsletter that's going to be coming out soon. And when you sign up for the newsletter, you get a free ebook for your dreams. It's called the Goal Book. So you get a free short goal book 
along with your, you know, just going ahead and signing up for our emails. We don't bother you but once or twice a month. That's it. Once or twice a month. Not a lot. We don't bombard you. But definitely, definitely sign up. Leave your comments. Um, rate us on Facebook. Let us know what we can do better. I'm sure there's something that we can do better. Okay, because no one's perfect. Um, but also leave a positive comment for all the people that have been coming on the show because we also want to be an inspiration to each other. I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. Yeah. How to make their money, how to make their cash, dude. Do what you do, man. You ain't got to talk about it. We get money on the low. I mean, we make a move. Elmont Band. Uh, I remember where I came from. That's right. I remember where I came from. And uh, they were on the show not long ago. Wow. Such a wonderful, wonderful talent. We're going to go ahead and go on with our next guest. 
please, thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, I am Christopher Laird. I am a local Detroit author, and I have a new book out. Uh, it's called Eternity's Past, The Reign of Exana. It's a, a new science fiction thriller, and I hope uh, everybody loves it. Awesome, awesome. Tell me, why why a thriller? Because, I mean, that, that takes a lot of concentration, takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of imagination. Tell me, why? Yeah, uh, Eternity's Past, uh, like I said, it's a very exciting science fiction thriller. Um, it's actually a sequel from my first book, uh, Origins. Um, it involves, uh, you know, there is a particle out there uh, in space that you know, everybody wants. It gives you the powers of, of God, so you can pretty much just do whatever you want to. So in the first novel, Exana got a hold of this power, but she was killed. So in the second novel, the power was still in her body, so it just regenerated her body. She came back to life. And unfortunately, she only had half of this power. She didn't have all of it because it was slowly kind of regenerating in her, so, you know, it wasn't fully up to its full capacity. And the mm-hmm. particle was, like, no longer available to get. It was just gone. So uh, she had to go back into the past uh, in 1941 to get oh. – uh, this from the Nazis. The Nazis already had this uh, particle, but it was inside the alien compartment, and the Nazis couldn't open it. So Exana knew about this, and she had to travel all the way back to Nazi. And the good guys from the future, the Delta Corps, uh, Michael Stratford, already had the power in the first novel, and it was taken away from him by uh, one of uh, God's uh, like super angels, you could say, or guardians of heaven. So Stratford didn't have it either, but the power slowly growing in him too, but he didn't know it. So as you read the novel, you can see Stratford kind of discovering, hey, wait a minute. Hey, I got something going on here. You know, I still have this power. So he has to go back with his crew and find Exana and catch her and hopefully stop the world or history from being eradicated for good. Oh, my God. This is what I'm talking about. You see all that? I mean, how did you – does your mind work like that, that you can just come up with all that, like, bang, hit it, boom? I mean, because that's a lot. Tell me tell me how you discovered this inside of you. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you asked. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been that way. Like, ever since I was seven or eight years old, like, I always like to be creative and write stuff down. Like, I would see movies or read books or somebody would say or talk about something and I would just be inspired by an idea. And, uh, you know, back in the eighties, um, they had the, I don't know if you remember the old school computer paper that you would get with the green lines mm-hmm. on the back of it. Yeah. And yep. my mother, she would, my mother would bring all this paper home from work and I would write movie scripts on these, you know, pieces, pieces of paper. And uh, I would get all the kids in the neighborhood, get them together, and we'd do our little movies and stuff. They would be like maybe five- or six-minute movies that we would do. And I would just kind of direct them and just tell them what to do. But I, the, the scripts were actually pictures. I didn't have words. They were words, but they were more pictures. So, um, you know, I was kind of directing and everything, kind of just presiding over the whole scene. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun, but I've always been that way. And I just always wanted to create something just really exciting. Even video games. Like, I would play a video game and I was like wow this is good but 
you know, I have an idea for a video game too, maybe something to improve it or make it better. So uh, I just mm-hmm. have always had that creative side in me. Wow. Now, see, I'm going to go there. I am the geekiest geek. I go into a movie now. I mean, I'm open. I didn't even give my. I I went into suit. I went into um. What was it? A uh, Wonder Woman, and came out feeling like I needed to buy like two bracelets. <laughs> I am not kidding you. I love sci-fi movies. Okay, so and I love sci-fi novels, and I love reading. How is it when you write? You know, um, what is what is unique about your writing style? Um, that that helps you to kind of grasp a hold of the concepts that you're trying to put forward. Well, one of the goals I want to accomplish in my writing, uh, I mean, to make it uh, adaptable for anybody to read. So, you know, if you know, if you just like science fiction, it's good for you. And even if you don't like science fiction, I mean, you can read it. I mean, the story is kind of compassed around like a lot of different factors. So, I mean you're taking people from the 28th century and you're going back to like 1941. So Mm -hmm. there's a science fiction element in there, but you can kind of see the journey because they don't know anything. They've never seen a car. They haven't even seen a chicken before. They haven't eaten none of the food, Uh, getting in an airplane. Like all this stuff is foreign to them. And they they were just sent back into the past without any information of where Xana was. And they just were just there and you just had to find her. So it's kind of funny just to see them go through the motions and the trials and tribulations of just kind of getting used to the time period because it's 800 years in the past. So mm. it's really it's almost there's some comical pieces in the novel too that it's just funny how you know they're just in these situations and you know they don't never been in an airplane never seen one and they're even scared to get into the airplane like you know is this thing going to crash I mean this thing actually flies in the air so I mean it's, it's it's really funny. Um, there's some funny moments in it, and I mean, I think everybody can just really get into it and get excited about it. So it's not like a deep, deep science fiction, but everybody can get involved in it and get something out of it. Mm-mm-mm. Now, how do you get into your characters? I mean, do you have a certain way that you do it? Do you formulate your characters early? Before you go ahead, I mean, you know, I know it's a novel and everything, but, you know, it had to start somewhere. Well, the interesting thing about my characters is I think they're kind of like each one is like an alter ego of myself. I think there's a little bit of, uh, of, of me in each of my characters, not to like a full extent, but just like a little piece. Um, so, um, so my characters, most of them are just, they were from, you know, the first novel. So it's kind of easy just to kind of just pull them out of the first novel and insert them into the next one. But, you know, Mm -hmm. there's other characters that, uh, some new characters, uh, in the second novel. And, uh, you know what, it's not like I I sit down and, you know, I'm going through this brain grudging thought process on how to make a character. Um, but instead I just try to pick characteristics from characters I've seen what I read or seen in the movies or people that I know or people, you know, or even characteristics in myself. And I just kind of just formulate this character. And uh, I just want all my characters to be entertaining. Each one is different. And hopefully like each of my characters are relatable to the reader and they can kind of like feed off that character and be like, wow, I kind of feel like what he's going through, what she's going through. That's what I'm going through. That's how I am. So I understand how that character thinks because that that looks like something I would do or say. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's how I kind of like form my characters and kind of get that going. 
I love it. I love that. I love the the whole thing. I love the way you're forming your characters, and they're a little bit of you. I guess that makes it easier, or does that make it harder? And when you do that, do you reveal a piece of yourself in your literature? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do reveal a piece of myself uh, when you read my books. Uh, You know, not just in terms of the writing style, but like my characters represent a little bit of me. Uh, it's it's just crazy. And then I look at my characters and I just, I'm like, I'm reading about myself almost in a lot of aspects. Uh, Michael Stratford, he's the captain in the, in the novel and he's, you know, uh, just has this integrity about him and do things the right way and by the book. And I'm, I'm a lot like, I'm a lot like that do things by the book and just have integrity about everything that you do. Xana uh, is mm-hmm. me. She's aggressive. She's nasty. Um, she just has a really bad attitude. She's really uh, churlish, and uh, she's just a nasty person. Now, I'm not like her, but there's there's a little bit of edge in me that kind of, you know, there's a little bit of edge in me from her. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Lisa, Strat- Lisa Stratford, uh, you know, the captain's wife who traveled with her husband to 1941, uh, she's very kind and compassionate. Uh, she's also very nurturing and caring towards others, and I have that aspect too. So there's a little bit of me in most of my main characters. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's kind of kind of more easy for me to do because I already know about myself, and all I have to do is just put it into, like, a character and just make a story out of it. Mm, I like that. I like that. I definitely do. You know, when you are finished with the book, how do you know? How do you know you're done? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I kind of know when I'm done, when I'm actually – because I could, I just kind of just freelance write, so I don't have a plan or preparation in mind. I just get a notebook in front of me, and I just start writing. So I kind of allow myself to – you know, make mistakes, feel free to make mistakes and uh, feel free just to just write anything that comes to mind because when we do future drafts, you know, it's not going to be the same. We're just going to change it. So just getting ideas on paper, uh, just getting ideas on paper and, you know, just kind of just going through the process, just doing draft after draft. And, uh, I mean, I'm fully satisfied when everything from, you know, just grammar and spelling and proper punctuation, like all that's done. And like, I'm just so obsessed with that. It's just out. I'm just out of control with it. And uh, just Mm -hmm. making sure that when I read it, is this something I want to read? Is this something that, well, that I want to read if, you know, if I picked it up in a bookstore and if I go through it and say, okay, you know, and well, other people want to read this too. So uh, I got to make sure. And once I've, feel satisfied with all that, I'm 100% satisfied, then I feel like, okay, this story's ready, Uh, so let the world see uh, what I got. Mm. I like that. And any encouraging words to people who want to be like you? I mean, and I'm going to kind of hit it up because taking this dream further, what did you do this time that you didn't do the last time that took it even further this time? And Can you be more satisfied than what you've done before? Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked that. You know what? I can't be ever satisfied. You know, I was more satisfied with the second one, 
but you know what? I want to improve with every single novel that I come out with. I want to make it better. It needs to be better as far as uh, plots and storyline, character development, and even my writing style. You know, I think my writing style in the second one is a lot better than the first one. So um, there's just a lot of improvement that needs to be made. And if I was to give encouragement to, to people uh, about that is always look to improve. Just never get complacent with, you know, what you're doing because uh, you'll never grow. So, you know, always, always go for your best. Uh, try to go past 100% if you can every time. And whether it's writing or just doing anything else, just give your full effort. Give your full effort, and I will guarantee you, if you give your full effort and you give all that you got, uh, good things are going to come for you. So uh, I just encourage people, do the best that you can. Uh, exhaust all your resources and uh, just put everything that you can in what you're doing, and I guarantee you that uh, you will be successful if you if you give it all you got and uh, you don't give up. Hmm. And I want to thank you for being on the show. Chris, it has been a pleasure. Where can people reach you? Uh, people can uh, go to my website. Uh, it's www.chrislaird.net. That's C-H-R-I-S-L-A-I-R-D.net. Uh, I'm also on social media uh, at Chris Laird Sci-Fi on Facebook and Instagram. So uh, Chris Laird Sci-Fi, Chris Laird Sci-Fi is my handle. Um, and you can also purchase my book uh, on Lulu.com right now. Uh, you can go to Lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. Uh, put Eternity's Past, The Reign of Exana in the Search Engine, and my book should come up. And on uh, September 18th, it should be available, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, uh, Amazon.com. It will be available everywhere on the 18th. But right now you can actually get it on Lulu.com. Wow, congratulations. Congratulations, and I, I hope nothing but the best for you. You know, it, it can't get worse if you keep doing it. It can only get better. So thank you so much. Hey, thank you for having me tonight. No problem. Anytime, anytime. Keep those books coming. <laughs> I sure, I sure will. <laughs> All right. And ladies and gentlemen, that was author Chris Laird. You can reach him. Uh, we do have everyone's website here on our page right below the interview. Please go ahead and comment. Leave encouraging words and messages. Visit their website. You know, it's it's important that we support each other. And definitely that we keep each other on our toes. You can join any one of these people on their websites. Thank you so much. We're going to have Nova featuring Dwell right here with I Want You. She got a body like a stripper. You know? But that ain't a bad thing. It's a good thing. She got me feeling like a fiend when I see you.
This is a strange way This amazing I'm gazing
and they met. And for a glorious moment, we shared. And we didn't just share with each other. We shared with you. And that means at this moment that your lives have passed with ours. And so we are all interconnected. We are all responsible for each other, yet being responsible for ourselves. I hope you understand that these things, you know, we, we goodness, this is something that I never thought I would say, but I absolutely love life coaching. I love showing people that they have a purpose, they have a plan, that there's something that they're not doing that they can be implementing in their lives, helping them to write it down and see it for themselves, how special they are and how wonderful and how, and how many wonderful things they can do for themselves and for their families and for their friends. This is amazing to give a person the purpose and, and the desire to complete that purpose, to me, that's just amazing. And so that's why I went back to school. I'm going to go ahead and get that degree. I'm going to get that degree. Because it's, I mean, maybe I don't need it. Ten years doing this, I don't really know if I do, but I want to make sure I'm doing it right. So if you need to go back to school, if you need to go back to study, if, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you feel like you really need to make sure that you know that you know, then do what you got to do to make sure you know that you know. And and just don't don't be ashamed of it. Put it out there. Make sure people know, look, this is what I'm doing. And when I'm done, it's going to be right. Wow. We had author Danielle Scoggins and also pastor, senior pastor of New Vessels Ministries. We've had God's Child here the official godschild.com and I'm sorry com, and also Chris Layer writer of the Reach it's actually a it's a series it's uh coming out on the 18th of September the reign of Zona and uh, I am definitely I am just excited for every single last one of them but the the one thing I'm excited for is the next guest I'm not going to give you any heads up on this next guest cuz sometimes I say the next guest, and then something happens, and they don't call in. So I'm going to go ahead and continue to play this wonderful music that people have. You know, I'm I'm going to give you a hint. The music industry is different now. It totally changed. So these people that you're listening to, they put thousands of dollars into this music, thousands. You know, studio time can be six, seven hundred dollars a day unless you have your own studio in which you've invested at least 10 grand into, believe me, I know. So it, it, either way it goes, there's money to be invested. Then you have the time to put it in. And then if you do your own background vocals, great. But what if you have to have background vocalists to come in? You got to pay them. Then you got to pay the recording studio to mix the song. Then you got to pay someone else to master the song. And that's not the end of it. Then you got to go ahead and get it, get the sleeve of the album done or the single. And then once the graphics and the single is done, then you have to take pictures to put on the album or the on the single for the graphics, for the artwork that goes on the sleeve that you just finished paying for. Then you got to go ahead and get the CDs printed. That's a couple. That's a few hundred dollars there. So these people have invested so much into their craft. And I want you to see and appreciate what they've done to get this out to the masses. 
it's it's commendable, and I commend them, and I say, wow, wow, amazing, I love it, absolutely love it, and this is another song that we love right here on Dream Chasers Radio, and I mean, again, again, it's just one of those songs that you just say, wow, wow, and here we go. Every day 
voice to your words before I got so let your words be few. The lover of the money never has enough as well as the one who seeks for luxury, hey, and his life has changed from that moment on. Oh, get up, he's a wise man. Wise man, yes, that was me singing. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of working with Kenny Kenneth, who uh, worked with a lot of different people. That saxophone, I tell, I tell you, he is one of the top sax players in the industry that I know personally. Yes, yes, and that was called Wise Man. I wrote that song a couple of years ago. So we're going to go ahead and have our next guest on the line. I'm very excited. I want to welcome to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi. Tell everybody who yes. you are and what you do. I'm on the air. I'm on the air. You're here. Uh, it was a good evening. This is Prince Ronnie Love. And, uh, yes, uh, good evening, good evening, good evening. Hello, hello to everyone. Hello. <laughs> so, tell everybody, if you, now, I know who you are. But I want people to know who you are because this is, to me, this is amazing. It's an honor to have you on the show. Um, the history that you guys, you have, just tell everybody. Just go ahead. I ain't even going to say nothing. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. I missed that. Oh, I'm just saying, just tell everybody who, you know, what you've done in your life because I want people to be inspired. Um and so tell everybody, you know, your history and what, and what you've done in your life. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm actually a uh, third-generation temptation and um, actually been performing all my life. And um, it's what I love to do and it's what I've been doing. So I'm now here in the Philippines uh, doing a video and uh, for the up-and-coming new release that's coming out. Awesome. Congratulations. Now, Third generation temptations. That is amazing. To me being in the temptations and I've had the pleasure of singing with Glenn Leonard for like seven years now in the Hitsville Live Show. And the stories that come out of it, I mean, just wonderful stories of just amazing victories. Tell me, how did you get to be a part of the temptations? Well, um I had a um my manager uh, who was in Atlanta, Georgia, was also very close with uh, Eddie Kendricks and David Ruffin. So uh, they were all tied in with the uh, Motown sound as well as, um, as his partner, who was also a part of the Jackson family. So they took me under their wings, and uh, we were supposed to originally go out with Eddie Kendricks, and then Eddie passed from cancer. And um, so that was kind of a shock to me. But 
still you have such a great legacy behind. And then David as well. So Ollie Wilson comes to town, and they've been telling them about me, and the people at the uh, radio station were talking about me and said I should be a temptation as well as my manager to get me an audition for Ollie Wilson. And uh, yeah. the rest is history. I went to meet Ollie and, and his crew, and the rest was history. Mm-mm-mm. Now, getting past the temptations, because everybody, you know, you, you, you have that as your legacy. That's one of the things that you've done. That's not everything that you've done, but that's just one. And congratulations on being a part of a legendary group. But after that that era passed, tell me what your journey has been like since. Well, uh, my journey has actually been uh, one of amazing blessings, um, truly amazing, uh, having the covering of uh, my Savior, my Father in Heaven, Jesus Christ, who are my Savior. So he's blessed me from being a third-generation gospel artist uh, Mm -hmm. from my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother to my grandfather and grandmother to my father and uh, just the legacy continues on Uh, and in the process of that meeting great spirits uh, recording uh, my first single Will You Marry Me uh, and the remix Mm -hmm. Prince Ronnie Love and uh, then doing my solo debut album uh, which is titled Back to Love which was actually a soul blues and rhythm and blues Uh, if you google Prince Ronnie Love you know, you can find a lot of information up about me. Uh, mm-hmm. Now uh, that I have actually traveled to Canada and working with Clarky Ruckets out of Canada and here in the Philippines, uh, working alongside some great, great artists here as well. Uh, matter of fact, I have one of the artists here with me. Uh, he's Idrin, and uh, he's actually won the Grammys here in the Philippines. So we're working together um, doing this uh actually the remake of My Girl, The Temptations, My Girl. Uh, But we're doing it, we kind of put a twist on it, and we're doing it reggae style. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. Wow, wow. Okay, so you're doing a lot of different things. What is it like to actually do your own music now that you've come into your own, you're, 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 you're doing your thing? What is that like? That has been that has been a journey, um, truly been a journey, um, because uh, you know once you uh, start your solo career, especially after being such a magnificent name like the Temptations, you know they still has carried me. Uh, just being a part of that family, always once the Temptation, always the Temptation, and that yeah. is true. Uh, but uh, what um, what I'm actually doing. In regards of the solo career, uh, pursuing the solo career uh, was truly uh, a task, a journey, because now you're not with a major name. You with, you know, you're using your name uh, to make a name for yourself, and mm-hmm. that comes more work, more dedication, uh, more determination, and uh, some really be focused and a whole lot of prayers. And a whole lot of prayers and praying to uh, get to that next level. Mm, mm, mm. And I understand. 
Definitely, and I truly understand that. And and the music that you created with the Temptations will forever be there. But again, you have to, and you said it, create that name for yourself. So what have you, what challenges have you faced in creating that name for yourself apart from the name, the Temptations? I'm sorry, say it again. What what um, tribulations and trials have you come up against? to make that name for yourself without using or, you know, in, in conjunction with using the uh, the Temptations name? Well, you know, that's always a part of it because that's, um, that's been an extension of my career. Um, you know, it complicated me to another level. But you, uh, you have to, the, the main thing is to have good music. You're blessed if you can actually, the trials and tribulations, you're going to, they're going to come. Uh, doors are going to be closed. Uh, a lot of things are going to happen that uh, you know, you don't expect. But, you know, if this is your dream and you know it's your dream and it's you put here on the earth to do it, then, you know, you just enjoy the journey, good and bad. But the main thing is to have a good product. As anything else, you must have a, a good product, and if necessary, which you should be working on, is a great product. So I've always been one to make sure that uh, I had some of the best musicians, best singers, best writers, um, producers, engineers around me so that I can always put out a, a great product, mm-hmm. you know? You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, uh, uh, that's that's really what it's all about is just putting out a great product on my on my uh, Soul Blues album, The Critics was my uh, Soul Blues first album that I'd done. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it without uh, legendary guitarist Roy Roberts, uh, who's been in the uh, business for a long time. Uh, some of the other friends there who was in my corner, uh, chairman of the board, uh, some of the people might know and might not know, but they had a song titled uh, Give me just a little more time, and I will surely grow. That was by General and the chairman of the board out of Motown. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were the ones that really got in my corner and said, hey, we're going to pass the torch to you, and we're going to help you get what you need. And so the album came out, and it kind of blew everybody's mind. It was rave reviews from all the radio stations, and uh, the uh, singles charted in different directions, some were Charted in blues, some charted in soul blues, some charted in rhythm and blues. Uh, France mm. gave a great, uh, they really loved it. Uh, here in the States, the States was the same, and in China, so uh, Canada. So it was that first album, and there again, it goes back to uh, just uh, my blessings and favor, you know, uh, right. with God that actually allowed these things to happen. Because a lot of people do 15 albums, 10 albums. And they still don't get that. So, uh, yeah, international, you know, out international mm-hmm. is uh, what actually um, I had to really focus in on and zero in on. So I wanted a good product. Right, right, definitely, definitely. And and tell me about your song, "Will You Marry Me." Tell me about that. "Will You Marry Me" is a beautiful love song. Um, when they heard that song, it was. Uh, uh, it was a beautiful love song that has uh, scripture uh, 
uh, scripture in it, the Bible. Um, I quote scripture in there, the man that found a good wife, found up a good thing. Uh, let no man or woman put, you know, dust under. And mm-hmm. so I wrote this song uh, to actually try and to try and uh, bring, you know, couples together uh, and allow them to understand the power of becoming one, how the man should treat his wife, how the wife should be submissive to the man, how the man should be submissive to God, and all those things. So I had Memphis musicians in Memphis, Tennessee, that was actually uh, supportive of me in the States. And, you know, you know, Memphis, Tennessee is one of the great uh, states in the U.S. that actually uh, has some of the greatest musicians ever. Uh, yeah. And some of the greatest entertainers ever come out of Memphis. So I recorded that in Memphis, and uh, it really took well, and it's still taking well, uh, and uh, hopefully it continue to, to touch people, wedding songs. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, with, with everything that you've done, with everything that's gone, you know, in the past and, and the things that you've accomplished, what is the best thing you've done so far? The best thing I've done thus far? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the best thing that I've done so far is to help uh, humanity, is to be a blessing to humanity. Uh, to help those that I can see that may need uh, something to eat or, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, to bless someone to uh, give them a smile or to go and visit the sick and shut and things of that nature to me is really what life is all about is being a great servant. And I'm very thankful that um, I'm able to do what it is that I do uh, uh, for a living. So, I think what the greatest thing I would say would be uh, being a blessing to humanity. Awesome. Awesome. You know, before we play your song, definitely, definitely. And before we play your song and before we finish Mm -hmm. the interview, I want to thank you, you know, because you paved the way for a lot of people to come up after you. You know, um, music, especially black music, there wasn't a lot of opportunity back in those times for us to play a, a broad audience, but the Temptations did it. And I know it must have been hard, you know, but thank. I want to thank you personally. I, I've done this with Glenn. I want to thank you personally for doing that and for going, you know, before uh, a generation like us who really don't really have that issue anymore. And, and thank you so much. Yes, uh, quite welcome. Um, now, yeah, you know, being a, a third generation, a lot of things I didn't see uh as myself but i do remember uh things that was going on like when Martin Luther king jr was assassinated uh when jfk was assassinated uh but mm-hmm. i was a kid myself so uh coming up and to actually be a part of the temptations of the third generation right was truly i was in awe but i'm very mm-hmm. thankful that i would be a part and could be a part and could talk to you and inspire the youth uh, today for tomorrow because you are our future. You are our future. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. And I wish nothing but the best for you. I said I wish nothing but the best for you. I'm so excited about the music video. You're going to have to share that with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. We got to stay in touch with one another. We must stay in touch so I can keep you informed. You can stay abreast of what's going on in my career and I and yours. Definitely. And for all you guys that download these shows, I got about 3,900 downloads a day. Thank you so much. And, you, and you're listening to a legend, a legend. And I'm so honored to have him on the show today. This is just an inspiration to let you know it can be done. You just keep going. And like Mr. like Ronnie said, you know, be an inspiration, but most of all, help humanity. Is there anything else you want to say today? Yes, I have. Um, I have. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who is here in the Philippines. Uh, his name is Idrin, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, group uh, there in the states, uh, Big Mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's done some great things and still doing great things. Uh, Idrin, say hello. Greetings. 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 Um, so I was actually in the video. Uh, he's uh, he was very similar in the video and the recording the uh, the reggae uh, on my girl. So you'll see us in the video doing things. You'll see us actually scatting doing things together. And you've heard his voice, but he's also in the video with me, so you'll see that as well. Awesome. Well, you have to send that well, my message, so we my message to all. My message to all of you is listening. My message to all of you is keep inspired and motivated and keep forward to life and forward to reality. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much, Prince Ronnie, for being on the show. It has been such a pleasure having you, and I hope nothing but the best for your future career as a solo artist. And um, I'm looking forward to that music video, so I'm going to kind of hold you to it because we're going to put it up on our social media, and I kind of want it now. So, you know, (laughs) just saying. (laughs) Yes, uh, when can you, how can you uh, connect the dots and uh, send me that information so I can have that? I want to have information uh, of where you guys are. Definitely, and my page has already liked your page. So I'm with Dream Chasers Radio. Um, just hit us up, and uh, we'll keep in contact, definitely. Blessings to you. You too, you too. And here we go, Prince Ronnie. Will you marry me? My passion, my heart. I don't wanna go on with tragedy. And please forgive me for all of my wrongs. I never meant to hurt you, baby. Will you marry me? Oh, 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 sweet love. 
You know, everyone has something that they need to do in life. It's just so special when people go after their dreams and their goals and their inspirations and their visions and it's just the things that matter the most to them. We've had such a wonderful show tonight. I want to thank all the callers tonight. And the interviews were amazing, amazing. I want to thank you as the the listener for listening in on this show and for always being there for the last 10 years and even more so now than any time ever in the history of Dream Chasers Radio, that we appreciate you. Please keep in contact with us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Dream Chasers Radio. You can reach us on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher. uh, I mean, just uh, keep going. Um, Wow. And you can also follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can uh, be uh, like our page on Facebook. We're everywhere where we need to be to make sure that we are an inspiration toward you. Thank you again so much for being an avid listener, for being a dream chaser, and for going after your goals. And most of all, most of all, for doing the one thing that makes you happy. Thank you again so much for uh, just being there. My gosh, my gosh, what a wonderful show tonight. I got to get out of here. I got to process everything. But you guys know what I'm getting ready to say. I want to thank you again so much. And you have been listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio, Northport, Florida, the Caribbean Community Radio Stations, and all the Caribbean. What's up, my island girls? I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. From West Palm Beach all the way to Jamaica, the Bahamas, I mean, you know, I love you. I love you. Puerto Rico, te quiero mucho. Cuba, oh, my gosh, you guys. I love you guys. Oh, man. And also in New York City on Bomb Baby Radio, the Dream Chasers Radio Network, and to all our DJs, DJ JJK, we'll be back on on Friday. Um, you don't want to miss her show. She has all the indie artists uh, on Friday, every Friday at 7 p.m. right here on Dream Chasers Radio. Thank you again so much. My gosh, we have so much going on. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. We will be having the former Temptation Prince Ronnie Love in our newsletter. We just think that he's just amazing. And we want to make sure that we give him the plight and, and, the, and the platform. Putting him in the newsletter, it's, it's an honor. It's going to be a pleasure. And 
we're going to be sending that out. So if you want a part of the newsletter, if you want to receive the newsletter, don't forget to subscribe. Just go ahead to our website, dreamchasersradio.com, and subscribe right there. Or you can go to yayadiamond.com, either or, and subscribe, and you will be placed in our queue to receive the October newsletter. And until next time, guys, what do I always say? What? Don't forget to what? What? Dear to be different, baby. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm.